Welcome to The Coin Club, a podcast brought to you by the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion, where we discuss everything related to numismatics. I'm glad to have you along with me for my journey and excited to share with you the very best of numismatics. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 25 of the Coin Club podcast. Hope everyone has been enjoying the nice weather we've been having and you're able to get out and about. Remember, work to live, not live to work. You never know how short your journey here is going to be, so take full advantage of the time that you have. Take a day off and head out to your favorite coin show or grab lunch with one of your coin buddies. Spend time with family and get out and travel. Near or far, whatever you can afford, just do it. The world is out there to be explored. Who knows, you might find a nice coin shop while you're on your travels. And if you do, don't be afraid to go inside and take a look. Even if you don't speak the language, head on in there and take a look. I remember a while back when I went to Argentina, I saw a coin shop that was loaded from floor to ceiling with awesome coins. A huge variety of Argentinian coins and world coins and paper money. I speak mediocre Spanish, enough to get by, so I wasn't overly chatty, and the gentleman who ran the shop was behind a glass partition. Kind of reminded you one of those convenience store setups that have the hole to hand your money through. What I really thought was funny was when I hit the foreign coin section and I found a whole wall of U.S. coins and paper money. Dealing most of your life with your own coin and currency, it's kind of humorous to see U.S. currency listed as foreign. Who knows, maybe that's just me. Anyways, he had a great selection of items to look through, and it was a pleasure browsing, even if I didn't leave with anything. Kind of makes me wish I would have taken a few things with me to barter. On the next trip down, I'll be sure to do that. A lot of rambling going on there. I would love to hear your travels through the country and abroad, and how you might have stumbled upon some gem of a coin shop, what deals you found, and even some great stories as you were chatting it up with the owner. Send them to me either on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email me directly at sevenhouseccb at gmail.com. If you have a good story and wouldn't mind sharing it with the rest of the group, I would love to share it. Well, on this episode of the podcast, we're going to dive right into the news. Can you take a gander at what direction we're heading on the World Coin Spotlight? Yes, you can. Continuing southward, and right after that, you'll get a couple of roll hunting tips and reminders. And we're going to end it off with something a little different, a little star-studded, if you will. Well, folks, I'm glad to have you along with me for another great episode of the podcast. It's probably a little warm where you're at, so grab your favorite beverage, and let's get on with the show. We're going to start it off by catching up on what's been going on over at the United States Mint. They announced on June 22nd that Ventress C. Gibson was confirmed as the 40th Director of the Mint. 
A strong leader throughout her professional career, she is the first African-American to serve in this role and brings a plethora of real-world experience with her, including serving her country in the Navy. Director Gibson said, I am honored and humbled to be confirmed as Director of the Mint. Since joining the Mint last October, I have been tremendously impressed by the dedication and professionalism of its workforce and the outstanding quality of circulation coins, bullion coins, and numismatic products made by the Mint. Congratulations, Director Gibson. If you're following the American Women Quarters program, they have a nice article on their website about the Wilma Mankiller Quarter launch. Go check it out. U.S. Mint fans and collectors already know what came in the month of June, so we're not going to rehash all of that. I will tell you about a couple upcoming releases that you may be interested in. July 12th is going to see the release of the uncirculated 2022 coin set from the Philadelphia and Denver Mints. They're priced at $25.25 a piece, and this year you're going to see a design change as well on the packaging. No longer will they be in the folders like you've previously seen. They will be separate cards with the coins on their respective mints representation. I think they look pretty good. I usually pick up two every year, whether I remember to or not. I enrolled in them a couple years ago and never changed my settings on the website, so I even if I forget, there will always be two on the way on release day. On each of the cards, you will get the typical Lincoln Cent, Jefferson Nickel, Roosevelt Dime, and Kennedy Half Dollar. This year, you will also see a Native American coin and all five of the 2022 American Women Quarters. The only other offering in July will appear on the 15th. It is the U.S. Marine Corps 2.5-ounce silver medal. Very nice design to honor the Marines. It is made of 99.9% silver and priced at $160. I think the prices are getting away from the reach of the common collector here in the U.S. Mint. Maybe Director Gibson is listening to this. Not likely, but anyhow. Great design on this coin with the obverse depicting three U.S. Marines with M4 rifles moving ashore just after an amphibious landing. In the foreground, one of the Marines lies hidden in the grass providing cover for the other two about to crest the hill, while a U.S. warship is seen in the distance. Inscribed on the front is U.S. Marine Corps and every Marine a rifleman. The reverse depicts the familiar Marine Corps Eagle globe, and anchor emblem encircled by a rope border. Its core values, honor, courage, and commitment, and the motto Semper Fidelis are inscribed around the border and as described on the Mint's website. The Citizens Coin Advisory Committee has a few announcements from their June 14th meeting that just took place recently. You can find these while you're perusing the Mint's website. There is a section there to check it out. They have candidate designs that were developed for the 2024 Native American $1 coins the 2024 Illinois and Alabama American Innovation $1 coin program, and lastly, candidate designs for something I wish never happened and never hope to see again, a congressional gold medal for those who protected the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. Something that's really getting attention in the coin market right now are Chinese coins. If this is something that interests you, head on over to PCGS's website and take a look at their article, Rarely Seen Unadopted Pattern Coins of the People's Republic of China. It gives you some insight on the coins and how they came about, pricing and photos as well. The ANA World's Fair of Money will be in Rosemont, Illinois on October 16th through the 20th. Lastly in the news, I'll have you head on over to my favorite numismatic publications website, Numismatic News. 
They report that Chief Lynn Malerba has been appointed as the Treasurer of the United States. She is the first Native American to serve in this position. Congratulations. Coin Spotlight fans out there, it's time to head south again to a country who has ties to Europe, particularly the one that is host to my favorite world mint. Can you take a guess where we're headed? Well, we're going to take a look at French Guiana today, the second largest region of France. This country has a land area of 83,534 square kilometers and is the largest outermost region within the European Union. If you thought some parts of the U.S. had a very rural population, check this out. There is an average population here of 3.5 inhabitants per square kilometer. Total population is estimated around 300,000 people, and the official language is French, although there are dialects among its inhabitants that is sort of a French Creole language. 1946 is the official date when this country was fully integrated into the French Republic. Today, the official currency is the euro, but we're going to take a look at a coin that has been around much longer than the euro. It's actually a pattern coin and was made in the year 1887, the 5 francs SI coin. If you take a look at the coin itself, it is a very patriotic and powerful looking coin. On the obverse of the coin is a portrait of someone I probably should know being a lover of French coinage, but I don't. It reminds me of a Lady Liberty type of figure. Please send me a message if you know. It also has République de la Guyane Independente and Asai. Asai means pattern coin. On the reverse, it shows five francs prominently displayed in the center with a wreath and a lettering around the edges. Liberté, justice, and the year at the bottom. 1887. The weight and the fineness of the coin show as well. It was made on a planchet of 900 fine silver and weighs in at 25.6 grams and is 38 millimeters round. It is demonetized and the one that I found that sold at the last auction will set you back a pretty penny. It sold on September 11, 2009 at Heritage Auctions for a cool $9,775. Granted, this one was an MS-62 graded by NGC, but I highly doubt you'll find one at a flea market being it's a pattern coin. Regardless, check it out online and let me know what you think. Alright, all you coin roll hunters out there. I hope you've been able to get some hunting in during this busy summer season. You might be saying to yourself, Tone! I am so busy, I can't possibly get any roll hunting in at the moment. Well, don't be a quitter. That's what I say. Even if you're out on vacation with the fam, grab yourself a roll and check it out when you have some quiet time or before you head to bed. You can do it! This episode, we're going to be going through some Jefferson Nichols to be on the lookout for while you're covertly trying to sneak in a bit of roll hunting time over your busy season. First one to be on the lookout for is the 2005 Philadelphia Minute Jefferson Nickel, the American Bison version. It features a double die obverse. It shows a medium spread on the In God We Trust and the ERTY in Liberty, the mint mark and the date. Remember, this is in the Westward Journey Nickel series. 
Up next at number two, you'll want to check out your 2004 nickels. This one also features a double die obverse. It has a medium spread and extra thickness in God We Trust, Liberty, the star, the date, and the designer's initials. A little tougher to find if you're a new roll hunter, but all the more reason to start researching min errors and how they are made so you can pick this 2004 out of the group. One of the most common date Jefferson nickels is the 1964. I find them all the time. You want to check out the Denver Minute examples in this year and look for a repunched mint mark. It is visible to the south of the original or primary D mint mark. Number three to be on the lookout for is the 1963 Philadelphia Minted Triple Die Reverse. You can see this tripling in E Pluribus Unum most notably. At number four is the 1958 Denver Minted Repunched Mint Mark. Check out those mint marks, folks. They could be hiding something of value to you, especially on this date. The D Mint Mark is repunched over an inverted D. The last one on this episode that will feature at number 5 is the 1956 Philadelphia Minted Triple Die Reverse. You want to check out the letter of the United States of America and E Pluribus Unum. Well friends, I hope you're not forgetting about the Jeffersons while you're roll hunting. There are a lot of different things to be on the lookout for and I hope this helps you while you're digging through those rolls and change. Happy hunting friends. Okay, the moment you've all been waiting for, the star-studded finale to episode 25 of the Coin Club podcast. No, it's not an interview. Sorry, folks. Not at that level yet, although we'll get there someday. What I do have for you is a sort of interactive piece that you can play along with as we find out who in the world of celebrities is a coin collector or historic figures and what their particular interests are. As I describe the individual, try to guess who it might be and what they collect. I'll give you a couple hints along the way. The first person on the list is a famous politician you may have heard of. There isn't a ton of information around his coin collecting, but there are a few hints here to say that he is one of us. This guy comes from across the pond. He was born in 1953 and held a distinctive honor of having been the longest serving labor prime minister for his country. If you guessed Tony Blair, you're correct. He received a set of Russian coins while he was in office, amongst many other gifts, and this was one of the items that he decided to keep. It was valued at 200 pounds, and if you know anything about England, anything over a value of 140 pounds that a public official decides to keep must be declared, and they must pay the market value over that. So we'll say that Mr. Tony Blair is one of our own. If you're a basketball fan, listen up to this one. This guy is no longer on the living list. However, he was born in the year 1933. He was a prominent businessman and investor as well as a philanthropist. He was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, loved to play poker, and later in life purchased the Los Angeles Lakers. Can you ponder a guess who this basketball and coin lover is? The name is Jerry Buss, and he purchased high-dollar coins such as the 1913 Liberty Nickel and the 1804 Silver Buss Dollar. A little out of most of our leagues, he can still be attributed to being a collector and investor in the world of coins. In the year 1967, we had another coin collector born to the world. She is most famous for her acting career and was born in Australia, where she was featured in Bush Christmas and BMX Bandits. 
She starred in a role in the American movie Days of Thunder and later on went on to films such as Far and Away, Batman Forever, To Die For, and Eyes Wide Shut. Moulin Rouge was a most notable film for her and she won many awards for her acting career. Have you figured out who this is yet? In 2020, the New York Times listed her as one of the most 100 influential people in the world. Nicole Kidman. Nicole loves to collect ancient coins, particularly Judean coins from the 4th century BCE. Her coin collecting habits aren't widely known to the community as most of ours are not. However, she is still part of our club. Our next collector is a sports player. He was born in 1961 and is a legend in his sport. He is currently retired, but during his career, he played for the Edmonton Oilers, the Los Angeles Kings, the St. Louis Blues, and the New York Rangers, where he retired after a long and prosperous career. His passion for hockey led him to many professional credits, including a couple plays in the Winter Olympics. Need another hint? He was born in Canada and was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Wayne Gretzky. Not only does Wayne have a collection of rare and valuable coins that would rival even the most established collector, he is featured on a number of coins from the Canadian Mint. If you happen to see him out and about, chat him up and find out what he collects. The next famous collector on our list played in a very popular series called the Beverly Hillbillies. If you remember this show, you're bound to be able to narrow this one down. He was a dancer and a performer and had a seven-decade career. He danced alongside Shirley Temple, played in The Wizard of Oz, and even Breakfast at Tiffany's. This guy played the role that you will probably all remember, Jed Clampett. He was not only a well-known collector of coins, but he was knowledgeable about the subject as well. He loved the U.S. gold coins and also founded the Beverly Hills Coin Club. Famous for black gold on the screen, he loved to collect the real gold in his personal life. The next collector we're going to have you guess at is a person who starred in a famous TV series. She had a co-star named Shirley and later in life was a successful movie director. Her collecting habits are not widely known, but she has been spotted at coin shows throughout her life. 1970s was the decade where you would most notably recognize her from as Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. Her name in real life is Penny Marshall. The next famous coin collector has not been with us for some time. He passed away in the year of 1848, but had a very prominent role in the history of the United States. He was the 8th Secretary of State and was married to a lady named Abigail. Born in Massachusetts, he spent a grand swath of his youth in Europe, where his father served as a diplomat. His dad was actually the second President of the United States. He, was a, he had a long and storied political career, which led him to be our 6th President of the United States, John Quincy Adams. Yes, old John was a coin collector and started to build a collection that he eventually auctioned off by stacks. It was a collection of ancient Greek and Roman coins. Gold, silver, and copper pieces adorned his likings, which he started and was continued by his descendants. Another president graces the list of famous coin collectors. This man led the effort to eradicate a disease which he was afflicted by, polio. You guessed this one pretty easy, right? Yep, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The president curly on our dimes. He was an avid coin collector and loved the hobby. The second to last famous collector that we're going to mention has a voice that once you hear, you'll never forget. Born in 1931, he was famous for his many years of acting, voiceovers, and the like. He's played in many famous movies you've probably seen or heard of. 
He was born with an affliction of stuttering that he overcame and was a pre-med in college. He served in the United States Army and in the Korean War. His film credits include Conan the Barbarian, Coming to America, Field of Dreams, The Lion King, and if you haven't guessed it by, by now, probably the most famous voice you'll ever hear him portray was that of Darth Vader. The man we're talking about is James Earl Jones. He is not only noted as being a numismatist, but this guy also has narrated a documentary called Money, History in Your Hands. The last person we're going to feature on this star-studded coin collector is a person extremely familiar to all of us in the numismatic and collecting community. He was born in the year of 1743. The third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson, was an avid coin collector. He collected ancient coins as well as contemporary European issues. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I was really glad to have you along with me. Remember to share the podcast with your friends. Visit and follow me on social media. You can find all those links at www.7houseccb.com. Feel free to email your questions and comments to me. And as always, I hope to have you along with me on the next episode of the Coin Club Podcast. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Coin Club Podcast. I had a great time with you and look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. Please follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook at the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion and also on Instagram at the Coin Club Podcast. You can also go to my website, www.7houseccb.com and give me some feedback on this episode or some suggestions on what you would like to see on future episodes. As always, I'm grateful to all of you for your support and look forward to seeing you the next time on the Coin Club Podcast.